Akwaba to this week's episode of Ghana in Focus with myself Kwame, Ghanaian broadcaster, journalist, podcaster and entrepreneur. By the way, Akwaba means welcome in the Chi language of Ghana. And so in today's program of Ghana in Focus, it's another special looking at Ghana, Africa and whether Africa will starve because of the effects of the Russia-Ukraine war. Now we're going to analyse this and uh, is it true or is it not true? And so we're going to get straight into uh, this podcast and uh, there's been a lot of um, murmurings that uh, because of the fact that Russia and Ukraine supply a lot of the world's wheat and because of the war uh, a lot of the wheat cannot get out of uh, Ukraine, particularly Ukraine, uh, that's going to lead to a food shortage and how this is going to affect countries like Ghana and other African countries. So we're going to analyse this and to see if it's true or Western propaganda and if it is true, what can Ghana and Africa do to wean themselves off this influence? So, uh, like I said, this European tribal war between Ukraine and Russia, or rather the West and Russia, because the West, i.e. US, Britain, Canada, Denmark, France, Germany, etc., etc., are supplying arms to Ukraine in order for them to fight Russia. So they are involved by proxy. So it is the West v. Russia in this European tribal war. So there's been a lot of um, Western media hyperbole saying that because Ukraine and Russia are the biggest producer of wheat, that there's going to be food shortages in the world, particularly where Africa is concerned. Now let's get to that. So wheat, yeah? So do Ghana and other African countries, do we just eat wheat products? No, we don't eat wheat. You know, we eat rice, cassava, yam, you know, a millet that you can use to make banku or dokunu. Yeah, we, you know, plantain. So, boar plantain or fried plantain. Yeah, these things don't come from Russia. So, this shows you that there's hype and a lot of rubbish being told that somehow Ghana and other African countries will starve if wheat does not come through... Um, from Russia and Ukraine. So now, uh, I'm reading today uh, BBC News. It says that Makisau, who is a painter of Senegal, but who happens also to be the head of the AU, he's actually today, June the 3rd, as we're speaking, as I'm doing this podcast, he went to Vladimir Putin, had a meeting in the southern Russian city of Sochi, and said that, he, Putin, should consider the impact that food shortages caused by the Ukraine conflict are having on the continent. Yeah? So also, uh, Makisau told Putin that he should be aware, that his Putin should be aware that our countries, i.e. Africa, even if they are far from the theatre of war, are victims of an economic level of the conflict. 
Now, he also said that, um, you know, before he's present to Putin, he said that his visit was aimed at freeing up the stocks of cereals and fertilizers that are currently blocked at Ukraine ports. Now, according to this article by the BBC, it says uh, Africa has been affected by the prices, uh, inflation caused by the war. It is true that uh, food has been got expensive, but I'll come to that in a minute. And also it says that uh, 40% of the wheat that is produced by uh, Russia and Ukraine uh, goes to Africa. So let's take that point. So how the hell did Ghana and Africa allow themselves to get to this point that to the extent that Russia and Ukraine supply Ghana and Africa with over 40% of its wheat. That is used to make flour, that is used to make bread. Yeah, so the, the, the root of this is the IMF and World Bank. The IMF, through their so-called liberalisation programmes, through their so-called economic recovery programmes in Ghana and Africa, have in essence told Ghana and African countries, you know, don't invest in your agriculture. Yeah? You just import, import food, import, import. So Ghana and other African countries that have fertile land, that is so fertile, if you spit on it, something will grow. But yet, we allowed our, lead, our political leadership, allowed itself to be hoodwinked by the IMF and World Bank not to invest in their agriculture programs. However, Russia, Ukraine, the European Union, North America, China, etc., they invest billions in their farmers. For example, in Europe, when the UK was part of the European Union, under the European Union's Common Agricultural Policy, CAP, it advised member states to fund their farmers to produce things like wheat, barley, etc., that they could export outside the EU. This led to what you have like butter mountains, even wheat mountains, because of this oversurplus of these items, because of the fact that European farmers were being subsidized by their countries who were part of the EU or who were or who are in the European Union. But in Africa, we're told the opposite. So Africa, where they've got fertile land, the IMF and World Bank told African leaders that if you want to get a loan from us, one of the conditionalities of getting this loan is that you must not invest in your own culture, but, in, but rather import food. So because of this wicked policy, African countries now find themselves having to rely on outsiders to grow wheat in order for Ghana and other African countries to produce bread. So, so obviously bread is uh, made by flour and the, one of the key byproducts of flour is wheat. Yeah? So before I get onto that, that even tells you about, you know, were Africans eating bread before the white man came? Before the Arab came? We're eating bread. So you can say bread is, has been a, a, a foreign food that has been imposed on us via Arab and European colonialism. So that is why we have a taste for bread. 
Because this is not an African food. Bread is not an African food. Yeah, we have to understand that. That before the advent of the European and the Arab, Africans were not eating bread. Go and check history, man. We're eating our local foods, our traditional foods. You know, your yam, your plantain, your fly plantain, your rice. You know, your corn millet. Your, uh, you know, that makes banku and those kind of things. You know, sweet potato. That's what we're eating. Our, our vegetables, our, our dandelion, our, our green leaf vegetables. You know, our garden eggs. That is what we're eating, not bread. So bread was a foreign taste that was imposed on African people via Arab and European enslavement and colonization. And so we've now got this acquired taste for bread. Yeah. So rather than us as Ghana and African countries, rather than we make our own wheat, we've been deceived and hoodwinked to import wheat from places like Ukraine and Russia, where we have fertile land that can make enough wheat. And even for the fact of the matter is, is that, and this is a solution that we, we can now exploit, and Makisal is wrong to go to Putin and tell him that this has an effect on Africa. No. This is a prime example of which we can use this white on white tribal violence warfare between the West and Russia, to exploit it for yourself and do for yourself. There is no reason why Ghana and any African country should be importing wheat products from the likes of Russia and Ukraine. Right? We don't need to import wheat. We can use substitutes, alternatives, yeah, to as an alternative for wheat. So, for example... How many of you are aware, listeners, how many of you are aware that you can use cassava, cassava, yeah? That we have a bonus in Ghana and many other African countries. We can use cassava to make wheat flour, yeah? That can be substitute to grow, you know, to, to grow wheat substitute that can be used to make bread. And if the thing about cassava is that it's gluten-free, yeah? So if right now there's this move, particularly in the West, about gluten-free products, Ghana and Africa could be making billions by investing in its farmers, the same way that other countries do, subsidizing their farmers to grow enough uh, cassava, some of which can be used for export, some of which can also be used for the local market to give to farmers for them to use that as, as wheat flour to grow and then produce flour that can be used to, to, to make bread. Yeah, so there is no reason at all for African countries to import wheat from Ukraine and Russia when we could be the substitutes ourselves to cut this gap that we see now. And even apart from cassava, things like sweet potato, yeah, and even um, plantain can be used to make wheat substitutes, flour. And these things are more healthier, like cassava, the sweet potato, the plantain. These are much healthier and are gluten-free than actually wheat and barley that we used to make uh, flour, that we used to make bread. So this shows you that if African countries like Ghana were independent of mind, independent of thought, and 
had the interest of the people at heart, they would they would not worry about not getting imports or wheat from Russia, but they'll be using their mindsets to produce innovation that would allow them to think outside the box and use alternative measures to grow, to or, you know, to 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 to, to get resources in order to produce flour to make bread. And why should we be depending on bread alone? Like I said, we, we you know we as a people, we as African people, particularly in West Africa, don't eat wheat products apart from bread. And as the book of the Bible says, man does not live on bread alone. So why in Africa, particularly in the West Coast, why aren't we producing more rice? Why aren't we producing more plantain? Why aren't we producing more tomatoes? Why aren't we producing more cassava? Why aren't we producing more of these products that we that are our staple foods rather than importing it? If you recall uh, the podcast that I did, is Ghana really independent? I told you that Ghana imported cassava, the very same cassava that I'm talking about, that can be used to make wheat from China. Yeah? And this is because many African governments have allowed themselves to not subsidize their farmers, but to allow other people, we are subsidizing rather, other people's farmers by importing their goods and services. Yeah? So, for me, this visit from Makisau, President of Senegal, and also Chair of the AU, is a useless visit, right? Because Putin's probably saying in his head, why didn't you grow your own products? Why are you relying on me to send you wheat or to send you my wheat in order for you to grow, uh, you know, have flour so that you can make bread. Why are you thinking outside the box to grow your own wheat substitutes in order to make flour that can produce bread for you? And why are you also not growing things apart from bread alone that you can use for A, your food security, because food security is a big issue on the continent, but more importantly, have food that you can surplus that you can export to other countries so this brings me on to issue of food security in Ghana and Africa as a whole so right now because of the fact that we are not you know supporting our farmers with fertilizers and also uh, of alternative means of growing food and because of you know climate change so-called which for me is engineered but that's for another topic you now have a situation whereby you know there are food sources apparently in uh, places like Somalia and Eritrea yeah but that shouldn't be the case because like I said these governments have not funded or subsidized their farmers in order to grow food and this presents an issue of food security because food security it's not just about having a lack of food. It's also a point whereby you are not able to produce enough food to feed your people. And so as African countries, we need to stop listening to the IMF and World Bank who do not have our best interests at heart. It is high time that we listen to ourselves as African people to see what is good for us, to see what is in our best interest. And it is not in our interest when the Creator has given us such fertile land 
for us to be importing food to the tune of tens of billions of dollars a year. For example, the state that called Nigeria. Nigeria alone imports more than $20 billion worth of rice every single year. Yeah? So rather than subsidizing like Nigerian farmers, the government of Nigeria is by proxy subsidizing other farmers by importing $20 billion worth of rice a year and making other people rich. And at the same time, you make your farmers poor. You see how useless some of our African governments are and how they don't see the bigger picture. So in short, you know, as far as I'm concerned, this war between the West and Russia is not going to affect African countries one iota, providing that we take the bull by the horn and subsidize our farmers and grow food for ourselves, for our food security and stop relying on importation of foods that are, that are made by other people that are not necessarily healthy and good for us, yeah? So if we give our farmers all the tools that they need in terms of tools, in terms of machinery, in terms of you know, finance, in terms of fertilizers, we can give our farmers all the tools that they need in order to produce the food that Ghana and Africa needs in order for us to be food sufficient and we will not worry about this war uh, between Russia and the West that is stopping uh, wheat products uh, from coming to Africa, coming to Ghana for us to make flour. Like I said, we don't need flour to make bread. There are many substitutes out there, like I've mentioned, plantain, cassava, sweet potato, that can be used to make wheat substitutes that can be used to make flour in order for us to produce bread. Yeah? So, uh, this has be just been a short analysis of the current situation, of the lie that this war is somehow, you know, making Africa hungry, which is, which is another lie, yeah? It will not make us hungry if we are able to take the decisions that is in the best interest of Ghana and the other African countries. And so, uh, I thank you for listening to this special edition of Ghana in Focus. And don't forget, like I said, if you want to relocate to Ghana, if you want to know about business opportunities in Ghana, if you want to know more about the Ghana card, if you want to know about uh, immigration status, etc., if you want to know how to open a bank account in Ghana, we do offer a consulting service whereby we charge $20 for an hour session and we can give you all the information and advice that you need in order to successfully relocate to Ghana. So just uh, go uh, on our email. You can email us at ahodwo805 at gmail.com and uh, book your uh, session with us. And then we can, you know, uh, give you what information that you desire in your relocating to Ghana. All right, so for myself, Kwame, and other team here at Ghana in Focus, uh, thank you very much for listening, and uh, we'll see you in the next edition of Ghana in Focus.